Hi, I'm Melanie Barr. Welcome to the She Built It Experience with Melanie. You're here because you want to experience the life and business that you crave. Join me as I talk to women who have successfully built it, a career and business that they love. We dive into the topic of how they built it and talk about everything from having the courage to make career leaps to the details of how to lead effectively, create successful teams, implement strategies for growth, and infuse tech innovation. Magic happens when we focus on the part of ourselves and our business that brings us joy. So let's dive in. Megan Brown is Senior Vice President, E-Commerce and Technology at Athletic Brewing Company. She has been in the e-commerce, product management, and tech space for 18 years in different industries, fashion, beauty, travel, education, and beer, in dif- and, and beer, and in different cities, Chicago, New York, Scottsdale, and LA. She has a passion for solving problems for shoppers because she is that shopper. Thank you for joining us, Megan. You have been in the e-commerce, project management, and tech space for 18 years. What drew you to grow a career in these areas and most recently to athletic brewing? I majored in information systems at Notre Dame and they heavily recruited to be in the big four. So my first job was PricewaterhouseCoopers doing IT audit. And I quickly realized that that was not the field for me. So I was lucky to quickly pivot in Chicago to Orbitz. And that's where I got my start in e-commerce and product management and technology. They gave me the foundation, but being like a woman in tech, I wasn't a stranger to it. Even in college, I was one of 10 women in my major. From there, just took it from city to city, from Chicago to New York, to Scottsdale, to LA, in multiple different industries from travel to fashion, to beauty, and now beer. And I just love being in e-commerce because I'm sure you're like me. You do a lot of e-commerce shopping. My husband says, are the boxes ever going to end? Showing up at the door? Probably not. (laughs) I know. It actually is my preferred shopping mode. I'm really not in stores very often. And so I picked a career path that I can identify with the shopper, right? So I am that shopper. I know what you'd want to see. I know how you'd want to check out. I know what marketing would get me to buy something. So I chose our path with my passion. And it seems like you went with the more social route. You left Pricewaterhouse, you went to Orbitz, which was probably more social, travel-driven, and now non-alcoholic beer, which is very social. Yeah, that's a good point. I never really thought of it that way. Right after Chicago, I moved to New York City. I worked at a startup. And then my second job there was in fashion, which is also very social. So at bloomingnails.com. And you kind of gravitate towards your interests. I love that. Following industries that you love. The founder of Athletic Brewing launched the company because he ordered a non-alcoholic beer that didn't taste good. In your opinion, how has Athletic Brewing changed beverage options for people and people who are serious about fitness? Oh yeah. Great question. So I have actually worked some of the athletic um, booths at different events. One in particular was I flew to West Virginia for the Spartan race and athletic brewing is one of the sponsors of Spartan in general. And so we had a tent set up and people could come over and taste the beers. I've chosen companies for the past 10 or so years that are also making a positive impact. And it really came through with athletics. So people would stop by our tents and be like, you've literally saved my life. Athletic caters towards the people who have maybe kind of changed their ways with their relationship with alcohol, all the way up to people who want a healthier lifestyle and just don't want the hangover. They're training for an Ironman or a Spartan race and want to have a good workout the next day, but they didn't want to sacrifice being social and hanging out with their friends the night before, or just that taste of an ice cold beer. 
So it's really been changing people's lives and we hear about it all of the time. They no longer have to give something up in their life. It's an addition. So they can do healthy things and eat organic food and train for races. And they don't have to sacrifice anymore. They can train for their races and also be social and have a beer that is amazing tasting beer without the alcohol. And I'm drinking Upside Dawn right now. So good. And I love all the names. Run Wild, Free Wave, so fun. And coming out of COVID, scaling back on drinking has become a larger conversation in my world, at least recently. That's interesting that you say that. COVID was an interesting time for a lot of people. They do say that alcohol is recession-proof. So as we're moving into this uncertain time, we've been reading a lot and in talking to a lot of people in the industry of like, well, we did pretty well during COVID because it's something to get through the period of time that might be tough. There's two parts of athletic. There's the store sales, so people grabbing their six-pack in store or at restaurants, and then there's e-commerce. So Obviously, our e-commerce channel exploded during the pandemic. And earlier this year, people started shifting into stores and restaurants, of course. I went to a conference recently called Etail West in San Diego with other prominent e-com retailers. And it was interesting because almost every other company said the same thing, where during the pandemic, e-commerce was known as the savior channel because e-commerce was literally saving companies. So because stores were shut down, people could order online, which means that some revenue was coming in the door. Now, e-commerce is seen as a necessary channel. So it's always going to be there to complement store or other types of purchases, but sales has definitely shifted. So that is definitely something that has changed whether people are still drinking as much or have cut back because of the pandemic it definitely has changed shopping behavior on where and how people purchase. And I think about you when I'm in Whole Foods and I see the athletic brewing stacked up by the registers. And I remember talking to my friends, I think beverage is recession-proof, whether it's alcohol or non-alcohol. And I remember during COVID driving by BevMo, packed parking lot, thinking, not a bad industry to be in. Right. It's a great industry to be in. It's also a little tricky on e-commerce sales. Beer isn't traditionally sold online. So there's many regulations. And so we are able to sell beer online to many states. We have a couple of restrictions on certain states, but it's it's a very big change in consumer behavior. And that's what I love about my job is solving problems. You're in the Whole Foods aisle, you're looking around for any beverage, you look over and you see Dasani water. Are you thinking in your head, oh, I should check out their website to see if I can order online? Probably not. And so it's been a really big, awesome challenge to change that consumer behavior of, hey, we may have just acquire people from either shopping online or they're stopping in the store and they're grabbing a six pack, but then they don't even know that there's a site they can purchase on. And there's a bigger variety of beer online that's not in the store. So it's been a really interesting challenge to solve. I see. And that brings me to my next question. What's the biggest problem that you have solved as it relates to e-commerce, either with athletic brewing or with other industries that you've worked in? Realizing the shift from the pandemic, trying to market and cater towards customers differently than during COVID. We've started to plug our subscription program more and it's great meeting people where they are and where they want to shop. If they no longer want to grab a case from the store and lug it to their car and lug it in, we have a subscription program that they can join where it's auto-delivered. Which is my biggest thing. And I would think for a lot of women too, that don't want to go and have to 
lug around a lot of things. And I know I increase my subscription-based things during COVID. And it's great when you there are different options. Maybe you want it a couple times a year. Maybe you want it once a month. Yeah, exactly. So just kind of plugging that convenience factor. And I don't have to run to the grocery store when I'm out. It's just going to be there in the next month. For someone who owns a business, when it comes to buying online, what do you think is the most important thing a business should think about as it relates to getting clients and consumers to make that online purchase? It's how you get people to try something online that they can't touch, feel, taste, and make that leap and purchase it. Stores are actually doing something different than e-commerce companies are doing these days. Stores are using a lot of customer reviews on their store displays so that you get over that hump of, oh, this was a five-star rated. I can check the website and see that that shirt runs small or whatever it might be. Okay. Now that I've read this, I'm more likely to grab the shirt because there's reviews that I can read. For online especially for things that you like can't touch and feel like other companies are doing virtual try-ons and things to help people get over the hump. For us, it's really making sure that we have a compelling offer for a new customer. So $10 off your first order, free shipping, and giving people the comfort. Hey, give it a try and come back and try it again, but just making sure that they can get over that hump of, I've never tried it as a five-star beer, but okay, $10 off. I was referred by a friend. I'm going to take the leap. And you bring up a good point because I don't think I've ever looked at the stars as much as I have maybe in the last couple months. If something's a four, four and a half, I might think about it. But if it's getting a five, it makes me more willing to try it. And I think about that as mostly as it relates to Amazon. But with other things, if I were to see that, that you're right, that would make me more willing to try it. Yeah, it's interesting. I've read a lot of articles about it lately. So even with omni-channel shoppers, so whether you buy a shirt in-store and online, customers are 30% more valuable if they're omni-channel shoppers for a company. So if they just shop in a single vertical only in the store or only online, they're not as valuable as those customers that do both. So maybe one day I'll grab my six pack from the store. And then the next month I'll order a new beer online and they'll go back in the store. Those are your most valuable cohort. Having those reviews helps people to pass between channels of feeling confident of, okay, I will give it a try. And I read something about, about 70% of shoppers in a store are using their smartphone to make their purchase. And a lot of that is doing the research of, huh, is there a similar brand I could get? Is there a deal online? Like people are using all their technology and star ratings to really make their purchase. And it could be because of like where the economy is at this point. Am I really willing to get a four-star item when I could probably save my money and get something else? I think that's, that's contributing to it a bit. That's so true. And I agree because we're all on our phones. You know, we're looking at our phones for everything today. Better or worse. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> I love all of the cities that you've lived in, Chicago, New York, Scottsdale, and of course, LA. Where is your favorite place that you have lived So those cities I mentioned were just in my adult life growing up. It was Connecticut, Chicago, Dallas, and Scottsdale. So I feel like I've gotten a really good feeling for all parts of the country. Chicago will always feel like your best friend. It's comfortable, good people, great food. I think I had a love affair with New York and I always will. You can do anything at any hour of the day. You can... You start eating dinner at 10 p.m. You start meeting friends at midnight. It's so alive. And especially for career-motivated people, you're charging to work on the subway with like-minded people. You're staying late at the office. Like You just have this added motivation of, I can make this work. But LA is home. I'm looking out at the ocean right, right now, as I'm sure you often do. 
our way of living is something that you can't get in those other cities. So it's so hard to leave. It's so hard to leave taking a hike, walking on the strand, the weather. This is where my heart is now. Magic happens when we focus on the part of ourselves and our business that brings us joy. What is one way that you make sure to live your joy each day? Such a good question. What I tell my team is this is supposed to be fun. We are not saving lives, like, but we're doing really good things for people. We are offering healthy choices. We're offering a great product. It's a B Corp company. It's supposed to be fun to solve these problems. So that brings me joy as long as you know things get stressful. But like at the end of the day, we're doing something great for people and that should be fun. Another thing I'd say that brings me joy is I do something every year. It's a mandatory thing where I push myself to learn something new outside the business world. This helps me feel well-rounded. For instance, I took art history classes at NYU when I lived in New York. I took violin lessons in Scottsdale when I moved there. I took a bartending certification class in LA when I moved here because I was like, I've always wanted to learn how to make some drinks. And so that really brings me joy. If you're well-rounded outside of your career and the business world, that you have a better focus when you get to your nine to five. I'm fulfilled inside and outside of work. And for me, I need that brain learning component of something outside of my day-to-day. And that brings me joy. I love that you say that because following our passions is so important. And you're right. It spills over into every other aspect of our life. It totally does. And it's something I tell my team too. I'm like, if you guys aren't fulfilling yourselves outside of work, like you're not going to give work your all and you're not going to be passionate. You're not going to be excited to come to work. So do what you need to do to come into work feeling like that. So if you need to take self-care and show up an hour late or leave an hour early, do that because you're going to feel relaxed and rejuvenated and bring fresh ideas. And so I really encourage people to just come with like a more well-rounded lifestyle. I love that you take that approach that we're all human. We all need those times. Honestly, for me, that came from the pandemic too. We all learned some lessons from being locked down. And I think a lot of it was like self-care and maybe don't grind so hard on things that aren't going to be important in your life going forward. Absolutely. Thank you for bringing a non-alcoholic option to the world and to Athletic Brewing also. Um, So great to have those options. And it's been clear through our entire conversation that you did make the switch to follow your passions and to do things that are fun, even expressing to your team that it's important to have fun. So thank you for joining us today. Can you please tell our listeners how and where they can find you? Yes. Yeah. You can shop athletic brewing from your local grocery store. You can get us on Amazon and you can also go shop online at athleticbrewing.com to get our limited time offering beers, which are delicious. Thank you for joining us today. I'd love to hear from you. Reach out to me at hello at shebuiltit.com on our She Built It website or at She Built It on social. Thank you to my editor, Rich Trefolino, who always makes us sound good. Until next time, let nothing stop you from experiencing the life and business that you crave.